What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. All right. What's up, Deb? What's up? I always want to say Deb Lee. I never just want to say Deb. I know. When I was in high school, I had a teacher, cannot remember her name, so don't ask me, but she was lovely. I can see her in my mind's eye. Really, sort of a petite person. She always called me Debbie Lee. One word. (laughs) One word, Debbie Lee. She was the only person in my life who did that. No one since does that. But yeah, one word. So you can call me Deb Lee if you'd like. I do all the time. Like when people (laughs) say, have you seen Deb lately? I mean, like Deb Lee, Deb Lee, Deb Lee. Yeah, that would be me. (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) All right. Well, enough malarkey. What what have you been up to? I've been up to not a whole lot of anything really work i am working on my productivity course oh can't wait to hear about it yeah telling us so, about today or some later episodes i think i'm gonna kind of hold it close to the chest mm-hmm. right now and not sure too too much because i'm in the midst of finishing the writing i am getting help from someone to write so just in the you know just being transparent with that not writing it on my own. And I, and I think my lovely person out there, she knows who she is. She's amazing. So I've been doing that. And I've also been really trying to get back into blogging. So there, I'm in a writing space. Oh, good so, for you. Yes. I've added it to my calendar in a different way. I used to just put writing time. So now I put write hyphen and then the thing. So right. Oh, very specific. Yes. Yeah. blog post and then in parens I put 300 words because that's my minimum yeah every time I sit down to write I need to write 300 words of course I did publicly say on LinkedIn that I would be doing this so I feel like I should you have <laughs> accountability should. yes it's my accountability like I can't I can't say I'm going to do it and then not do it so I put that on my on my calendar and also on my calendar is write hyphen digital course I like that. So just to really get it, you know, stuck. in Yeah, no, I, I love that. That reminds me of a couple of things. One was our, was our book discussion on the book from John Acuff and finish where he talks about be really, really explicit on your goals and like be very defined because that helps your brain stay focused. I love time blocking. They're just super specific. Like there is no ambiguity for your brain about what is it that you're supposed to be doing. It's like you are writing a blog post that's 300 words. My brain can handle that. Yes. And I, Um, and I made sure that it was just 300 words. Yeah. When I write, I write way more than 300, but if I only have to write 300, that's like easy peasy. Yeah, it's like in the ADHD world when we tell people like to start with 15 minutes and see how that works. And like momentum is a beautiful thing, right? Once you're in the mood and you just kind of get into it, you're like, if you said like, I'm going to write a thousand words, it'll be like, oh, no, No, it's not going to happen. (laughs) 
Does my brain thinking, oh no, that's too much. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I was thinking is like your version of when, when we tell the kids to go do something, like if, you know, I tell my clients this all the time, even before I had children around, it's like, don't tell them, just go clean your room. Like be very specific about you. Tell them like, pick up the clothing from the floor, take your toys to the basement, you know, put the dirty clothing in the, you know, in the hamper. Like you have to be very specific about your tasks because we understand that. Well, once again, if you say like, go clean up your room, the brain says, no, that's too much. (laughs) Or the brain says, let me just take everything and shove it in the closet and close the door. Ah, Yeah, that that works not so well (laughs) too, but that gets, that happens. So. So the time blocking I have, in the past, and I'm not ashamed to admit this, in the past, I, I would sometimes ignore my time blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all do that. And and fill it with something else that delighted my brain instead. It might have been work, but it wasn't what I time blocked. Mm-hmm. And so for the last two weeks, I have made a point of sticking to my time block, not allowing the distraction. And if, if I am going to be distracted by something I cannot control, then I move my block to a more reasonable time. Yeah, I like that. Same day, just more reasonable time. You are so disciplined. I am. It's only two weeks. (laughs) I am in awe of your discipline as always. Uh, Why? Thank uh, you. But you know what? And also, I'm so glad I'm I'm taking credit for this, right? Because I feel like you took our accountability podcast a few weeks ago, and here you are showing up for yourself differently with your time block. So high five! High five! What's happening with you? We're remodeling the kitchen. So still, okay. Okay. It was going really, really smoothly until today that we figured out the space they left for the hood doesn't fit the hood. Is it too small? It's too, the the space is too small and the hood is pretty big. Okay. So yeah. is there a, mind, a, mind you that we know we have countertops and backsplash and oh, nice. okay. Oh no, that's not that's not that's great not. at all because the hood not fitting means that it's all of uh, that has to come down. <laughs> well, we're trying to figure out the best way to go about doing it. Smaller hood? Yeah, unfortunately, that's probably gonna be the choice. Okay. Which doesn't make me happy because we have this beautiful hood that's been sitting here for four months now. That's not oh, be that does present oh. a problem. It does present a problem. However, you know what? Just sometimes you have to adapt and modify Indeed. and just, you know, roll with it. Things happen for a reason. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I try to have the perspective that like no children are harmed in the process. Like, <laughs> no children or cute furry animals were harmed. Yeah. And like, you know, I rather have the cabinet space than the hood space. So there you there go. Were some measurement issues that happened. And, okay. you know, it is what it is. Glass is half full. Yeah. I'm, you know, I thought I'm going to be more angry and more freaked out about it, but I'm actually feeling pretty calm and collected. It. It's just, I love it. However, the kitchen looks great. Oh, you know? nice. I would like to see this kitchen. I'm just putting it out there. Just saying, you know, would like to see it in person, maybe. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. You should totally come okay. over. All right. Maybe maybe you can come see my kitchen and I can I see know. your I've kitchen. Been, I've been wanting to do that. I think it's time. Like we're seeing people in person again. I, I miss you. Yes. I miss our lunches. I miss our lunches. 
So, uh, okay. So now that we have had some love fest, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so today we're talking about one of my favorite things, which is technology, except not just applications. Today we're talking about specific tech. We're talking about wearable tech, like your mm. Fitbit or your Apple Watch, or I think Garmin makes something Huge. that Garmin you wear. Garmin makes one, yeah. Right? So there, there, it's not just those three, but there are a bunch out there. And so how helpful are, or distracting are these devices? That's what we're, what we're chatting about today. Yeah, and it's, it's very interesting because you and I just had a conversation not that long ago yep. where, you know, I connected you to someone in New York and you were like, mm-hmm. Out of a sudden, I don't know if you want to tell the story, but like, <laughs> I don't know comment, if I remember the story. The comment I remember was just like, Amanda and I are in a Fitbit group. Oh, now, yeah. and I am walking more because I want to keep up. with. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, hmm, that's like real fun accountability there. And there's there could be a little bit of an addiction going on. I personally, so I'll start off with that. I personally don't have one. I haven't. You don't I've have. Never, a, I've never had a Fitbit. I have never, never had, had an Apple Watch. I've never had an Apple Watch. I okay. have a lot of envy about it, and I think about <laughs> it like you know, I love to have one. However, I you know, even before the pandemic, I would be out with people, and they always be checking that thing, like every yes. text message, every email. I find that very disrupting. Yes. And I would be one of those people that would be reading it all the time. So I'm, I have chosen not to have one. Okay. However, not the other day, it was probably a couple of years ago. Somebody told me that my iPhone has a version of it that keeps track of your steps and whatnot. It does. And since I do have my phone in my pocket all the time, I can probably see my step count. Except the other day I said I had 500 steps and I was like, yeah, that's probably not very accurate. My phone was probably not not with me. You may not have had your phone with you the whole time you were walking. I did not. Yeah. So that's the drawback with it being on your phone versus on your wrist. So I, what is, so what is your routine? Like, do you sleep with it? Do you take it off to charge it? Like, okay. tell me about it. So yes and yes and no, and all of the above. So I never used to sleep with it. I would take it off at night because I didn't really care about my sleep stats because I sleep. <laughs> and what do I need to know about sleeping? Right. But then I decided I wanted to know more about sleeping because I was investigating the whole notion between how much you sleep and your productivity mm-hmm. and how energetic you feel and how well rested you feel in the morning. And so I wanted to get more into the weeds, into the details of what was, you know, what was my sleeping heart rate and how was my heart performing while I'm sleeping and are there spikes in my heart rate? You know, I wanted to see some of those things. And so I started sleeping with the Fitbit and it became very, very addictive because I love data. I do love love data. That's what I I love about you. I want to see the charts. I want to see what happened last week and compare it to this week or yesterday. And today I, I just get so addicted to that. And then I realized I was really more interested in the data and less so in the connection between sleep and productivity. Mm -hmm. So it started shifting a little bit. And so I made the conscious decision to not sleep with it for a while. So for a week, I took it off. I didn't sleep with it at night. No data to look at. That meant how I spent my morning also changed. I wasn't drilling through stats every morning. Yeah. 
right? Freed up some time. So it freed up some time. It's not that I don't ever sleep with it, but it's no longer every night. And I make a point of not consecutive nights because some part of my brain also wonders how, how healthy is that for me to always have it on my person? Mm, yeah. If I were wearing a traditional watch, like we used to do back in the day when I was growing up, would I wear it to sleep? No, it didn't give me all those, all that data, but I wouldn't wear it to sleep. So do I really need to know how I'm sleeping or do I need to know generally that I, I move around for about 30 minutes a night while I'm sleeping 30 to 45 minutes and that I generally sleep between six and seven hours. Isn't that That's sufficient? Yeah. Isn't that sufficient? Is that, do I need, do I really need to know my heart rate variability? Which was Probably really not. by the way, cause I slept with my watch last night. So I know the answer to that. <laughs> but I know I get too caught up in the data. And it probably sounds strange because data is helpful. Data within context is helpful. But I have enough. I don't think I need any more. I there's only so much I can look at. So now I'm I'm really trying to sort of wean myself away from that because I don't think it's a productive use of my time. Yes. And I think I spend too much time every morning looking through my stats. You know, some people pick up the phone and they go right to their meditation app or they go to Facebook or something. I go into Fitbit mm. and I look at heart rate variability. <laughs> I look at my sleeping heart rate. I look at my resting heart rate. I look at all of these things, which, you know, is it really contributing to good productivity or having a healthier day? I have a general idea of how I'm doing. So it's okay if I don't see that every day or every morning. So I'm really trying to have balance because yeah. I think it's been out of balance for a while. Yeah. Data can definitely suck you in. So what you want to go more negative or you want to go more positives? I would say the positive thing about wearing a tracker like a Fitbit or an Apple watch, mm -hmm. besides some of the other things that you can make calls with your watch or respond to calls with your watch or see your text messages. I can see my agenda or my calendar on my watch. So if mm -hmm. my phone is someplace else, I can look at it here. So that's great. But it also means I'm always connected. Yeah. Right? It means that it's right here all the time, which is good, but which is also not so good. So I think it's like everything else in moderation, a double-edged sword. Do I really need to have two devices that give me the same information? Yeah. I remember when we did the no phone Sunday challenge yeah. that you talked about, and I, and I think we can put it in the show notes, all yeah. of the ways that you use your Fitbit and your yes. device that you'd forgotten about because it's, yep. it is kind of handy. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> like right there, <laughs> like right there in your wrist. So it's just there basically it is. like all of the information is easily accessible. Is there. Yeah. But, but some of your other things are great. Like, are you really walking enough during the day? Now, 10,000 steps is this arbitrary number that someone out there came up with, but maybe for you, the number is 7,000. Or maybe it's 12. You know, each person is different and requires a different level of movement in their day. But are you sitting for too long? So my Fitbit tells me every hour to get up. 
get up and move. Don't sit and stare at the computer for longer than an hour. So once per hour, it says, up, oh, time to get up, move around. Mm-hmm. And that's when I go and I get some water. So I'm tying that movement into doing some other healthy things as well. So I see that as a really good benefit because sitting for too long, I can get stuck and really stuck in a flow that stops me from drinking water or having lunch mm-hmm. or just taking a, a break that's needed. So I like having my Fitbit for that reason. I think it's helpful if you're trying to track those kinds of things. It's when you start getting competitive with some of the other things, like, you know, getting more steps than the person you're in a challenge with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That can get a little a little bit, especially when you need to be focused, but you're up walking <laughs> instead. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I was uh, hanging out with my friend, friend, Anna, and she's trying to have better posture. Which ah, I yeah. So then she had yes. a reminder every hour to just like be Check aware her of her posture and how she okay. was sitting and standing and walking. And by the end of the weekend, I was like, every time she buzzed, I was like, oh, I was like aware of my own posture. (laughs) So there are lots of ways that you can remind yourself to have better health. That it's helpful to have those reminders, right? To drink and walk and have good posture or to Oh, and washing hands. It has Fitbit also has a thing that can remind you to wash hands. And I think I'm not 100% because I don't use this feature, it, it will count down the 20 seconds for hand washing. I know. I so know. That is. I know. Okay, people, let's just analyze this for a minute. Do well, we need a Fitbit that tells us how long 20 seconds is? Can we just count one Mississippi to Mississippi? We could. We, we could and we can. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you count, I think the purpose of this conversation is you know, there are good and helpful reasons to have a wearable. And then there are some maybe not so good and helpful reasons to have one. And knowing yourself, as I know myself, I get too addicted to some of the stuff that comes with it. So I need to put some parameters around it because it can be extremely distracting. And since you don't wear one, I have a highly addictive personality. Okay. (laughs) So so I think that it's like, it just feels to me like another thing that I I probably would be consuming data because I have a Peloton. Ah, you get data from that. Yeah. I mean, and that thing is just filled with data. I recently stopped wearing my heart monitor because this is too much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It got to be a lot, you know, it's just okay. really analyzing all my climbing and all of the peaks and valleys. And <laughs> I was like, this is really not, a, this is really not useful. Like I did well, it the could ride. Be, though. Well, if you were, let's say training for some kind of Peloton marathon or. Which or, I'm not. Oh, which, which, which are not, but, but, but if someone were to say, have that goal of a marathon or some sort of, you know, strenuous big thing like that or tough mutter did you you heard of tough mutter those yes. you run right never might, do that i've never i would never do that either but let's say someone is having that as a as a goal then yes i think using your your wearable device like your fitbit or your apple watch can help you to meet the goal but when the goal is complete then what 
Right? Yeah. So I think, I think really looking at it in context and how it helps you in your life. And for me, as a productive person, I started this journey with sleep as being a productivity tool, if you will, or component of productivity. But then it turned into something else. Yeah. So do you find that it makes you more productive? I find that when I sleep, the amount of hours I need to sleep, I either am maintaining my productivity level or it it increases. I find that when I am focused on a specific statistic, I am not productive because I'm so into the weeds of the stat that I'm losing sight of everything else. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a double-edged sword. So my suggestion would be figure out the reason why you need to wear this thing on your wrist. Do you need to wear it on your wrist every day, all day? Is that really necessary for what you're trying to achieve? So what is it that, so when we're talking to clients, we talk about goals all the time, do we not? Mm -hmm. So what would be the goal? What is the end result that you're looking for? I wanted to know the connection between sleep and productivity. Well, I, I got it. I sleep between six and seven hours. If I can get closer to seven, it's even better. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. I have achieved my goal. I've discovered what my personal productivity sleep sort of formula is. Do I still need to wear the watch to do that? No. Could you give it up now? Are you saying never wear it at all? Yeah, like permanently. So you achieved your goal. You know the stats. Why you still need it? So I can tell time. <laughs> you can tell time from your watch, from your phone. I you wear a regular watch. I could, but I'm also in this challenge with these ladies that one of which you know, and we have a weekly challenge with steps, which really invigorates me. So maybe not. But I could, I could. I can tell you're squirming a little bit. I am. <laughs> I am squirming. Squirming going on. <laughs> Lots of squirming. I, I think while I may not be able to give it up entirely, I do believe I have, I am capable of adjusting my use of the tracker because I'm proving it to myself presently. I am not wearing at night, every night. And I'm making that conscious decision. Sometimes I'll say, oh, tonight's tonight. I'm going to keep it on my wrist. And then I'll jump into bed and I'll say, you know what? Nope, not tonight. And I take it off. Let's see how, let's see how I do when I have nothing to look at. So I'm fully immersing myself in that process. So I think, yes, I can adjust my use of the tracker. I don't know that I could give it up entirely because I have formed this amazing sort of rapport with the ladies in this group of walking and it has energized me in a way that I hadn't anticipated. So I really do love that part of it. And so because of that, I would say I probably couldn't give it up all the way. Like I, I still need to hang on to it a little bit. If we were therapizing people about their addiction to their Fitbit here, which we're not. <laughs> which we're not. We're just talking about my own little experience here. We have no judgment about how you use your Fitbit. Not at all. I'd love to hear, like, if you find it helpful that you have an iWatch or whatever Apple device Watch. you're using, yeah. Apple yeah. Watch on your wrist or Fitbit or whatever device you're using. Yes. Like, what are the ways that you find it beneficial that it's, you know, helping you be more productive? We'd love to hear about that. 
Yes. But I think if we, if we were to, you know, if we were to take like a pros and cons approach to this, right. I, it sounds to me like the pros are pretty good. Like the list, the list supersedes the negatives. I would say yes to that. Yeah. But, but I think it, it is also dependent on, you know, earlier you said, you know, your own personality and you tend to sort of get addicted to certain things. And I know my personality. So I think part of this is knowing yourself and knowing when too much, when it is too much for you and when it is no longer being helpful because at some point we crossed that line, that threshold between it was helpful here, but then we took that extra step and now it's not. Yeah. So what is that line? Yeah, I think I would definitely, and I've been thinking about getting one for a while. I would definitely have to like turn a lot of the notifications off. Yes to that. And not have those available to me because then I would just be not a, I would not be very productive at all if that thing was buzzing all the time. I would agree. So um, it also helps with your battery life. So if you turn off all those (laughs) notifications, yeah, the tracker will last a lot longer. So I prefer it to track my steps. And that sort of thing. So I don't want to have the notification that I have a text message because that's what my phone is for. Yeah. I want to see that. Then I'll look at my phone. And I think like just in this may be a much longer conversation than what we have time for. Yeah. I'm always worried about all of the data that we're providing people with. Right. Through like we're literally one of the kids and I had a conversation about Roomba not that long ago. Yes. And, you know, she's like very wise. And she was like, we are giving Roomba a lot of information about our floor space, about yes. the layout of our home, about the rooms that are dirtier than others. All of that. And oh. I, I felt like I was like, yeah, it's the same thing with these wearable devices that are like tracking our every move, literally. So do you it have is. any thoughts about that? I do have, I have some thoughts. That's one of the other reasons why I'm, trying to sort of wean myself away from it because I entered using it because I wanted to help myself and gather data myself. I've already done that, but now I'm giving that data freely uh-huh. to someone else. You know, in, in my case, it's the Fitbit Corporation. You know, in fairness to Fitbit, they say that, you know, they're not doing anything nefarious with, with my data or anyone else's data for that matter. But nonetheless, they have it. Yeah. It's not under my control. I can download it, but somebody else out there besides me has it. Do we really need to do that? So we, we, we make trade-offs all the time. We give up a certain bit of our privacy to get convenience, mm-hmm. right? So what's convenient? Things like email, right? It's very convenient, but we give up a little bit of our privacy when we do that. You know, it's convenient to use. We don't even go to ATMs anymore. We use the app on our phone to deposit checks, to do all, check our banking information. And even when we do go to the bank, guess what your teller is using? <laughs> a computer with an application to receive your money or to give it to you. There is a trade-off for this convenience. And how much of that is too much? And how do you feel about that? Not talking about conspiracies. I'm not getting into all of that. I'm just saying it is a fact that when you track your movements and your activities, that data is connected to some software that some other entity is receiving. Right. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Are you okay with that? I don't, I haven't been. So here we are. My last thought is like, should we start a productivity lovers group? Like, do you, is there a way to do that? I don't see why not. You're going to be a one person 
walking group right now, but hey, you never know. Like, <laughs> I do have my eye on one of those devices. <laughs> well, if if you were to go ahead and get a, a sort of a device to track your steps, I would love for you to get some kind of a Fitbit device because then that means that you could walk with me. I, I know we can be walking buddies. We can be and distance. Just, I am very competitive. Yes, so, you are. FYI. You know. So yeah. All right. I, so I would do that. If you like want to look into the show notes, if we get around to it, we're going to add a group. If not today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for sharing all of your insights into your into your Apple Watch. That's always it's always interesting to learn from people about how they're yeah. using tools to be more productive or, you know, how distracting that may be to their daily lives. Yeah, it is it is that double-edged sword. So it's it's one that I, I would say we should, we meaning all of us on the planet, if we are using a wearable like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, or I think it's our Vivo that Garmin makes, that we are looking at the pros and the cons and finding the balance. Mm-hmm. Having a goal for using it would be something else. And then what, what lets you know that you've achieved your goal? Do you still need to wear it? Or do you know that if you walk for 15 minutes, that that's a thousand steps. And so you can track your steps that way without using a device. Or do you just like having a device, right? So to to really sort of think through some of that. Yeah. Love all of those thoughts. And, you know, I think the last thing that I think the last thought I'm having that came up for me is like being productive requires a lot of things and tools to get us there. And along the way, we can get really distracted by those things. Whenever I organize people, I am often destroying some of their like Frankenstein systems that they have created, right? Because people yes. layer things and then they add more things. They're trying. Like, before yes. you know it, you're like, you have all of these things you're supposed to be using and they're just like, none of them are working together. So I think it's always important to be thoughtful on how are you using those tools and are they really helpful to you? So well said, well said. All right, then if you don't have any other thoughts, we're going to say goodbye and see everybody in our next episode. Yes. And, you know, certainly reach out to us at productivitylovers.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are really trying to beef that up a little bit these days and find us everywhere on social. So we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.